that if there has ever been a time for you to step up and be innovative and thought leaders, now is it. Now's the time. Make a difference, make a change, be part of the solution. But I found my way. Everybody, and welcome back to the Spun Show, episode 13, or the third episode of volume two. Um, I am your host, Brad Sabalski, and I run the company Be Connected in downtown Appleton, and we have an office in Milwaukee. What is the Spun Show? The Spun Show is an opportunity for us to learn from other leaders in the community, from entrepreneurs, from people in the nonprofit sector, and basically people that just come around and um, that inspire you to become a better person and a better version of yourself. So I'm really excited about this particular episode. I have a good friend of mine, Heather Shimmers, on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Brad. And Heather, you are the Chief Nursing Officer for Ascension Wisconsin, correct? I am, yes. And that's pretty exciting. It is really exciting. And relatively recent. Yeah, I started officially in that role July 1st. So just a couple months. Yeah. You feel like you have your feet under you yet? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting there. Wisconsin's a big state. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, well, we might get into this in a little bit, but I have some I have some personal stories about the uh, the the vibe and the and the feeling that you bring to nursing just in general with your previous job, which we can get into. Um, but why don't you give everybody a little bit of a background of yourself and how you got to the role that you're in? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for asking me to come spend some time with you. I'm excited to just chat. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> just like good old the normal days. That just you like hanging just out. Hang out. Just yeah. like hanging out. It's all good. Um, so yes, I'm Heather Shimmers. I'm the Chief Nursing Officer for Ascension Wisconsin. Um, live and work out of Appleton. Spend a fair amount of time in Milwaukee, but Ascension is, we've got 24 hospitals across the state of Wisconsin, 111 clinics, so I'm kind of all over the place. Um, but I am here, my family's here. I have an amazing husband named Dave and four beautiful children. One is at UW-Milwaukee, one is in Iowa at Wartburg, he's a soccer player there and studying pre-med, and two boys that go to Kimberly High School, Cal and Sam. I'm sure you got to be pretty proud of somebody going pre-med when you have a nursing background and you're in the position that you're in. <laughs> yeah, actually, he's way smarter than I am. So. so what happens when he like goes through the medical school you know, journey and then gets hired by Ascension? Well, that would be my dream. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. First of all, if we could work close to each other, that would be amazing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I was not that far. How far is the drive? Oh, it's too far. It's five... A little over five hours. Yeah, that's a far. That's far. <laughs> that's, it's far. That's yeah. far. When your baby's gone five hours, that's it's far. Yeah. But he's doing great. He's thriving. He loves it. That's really great. Um, so before we get too much into the career stuff and the job and more about, you know, the chief nursing officer position, um, the first part about being a sponge is to soak up something, right? So we start off every show um, bringing a drink of choice and we learn a little bit about each other as far as what we brought and why we brought it. So what did you bring with you today? Well, I brought my favorite wine. It is Dreaming Tree Crush. It's a red blend. It is actually um, Dave Matthews um, Vineyard. That's awesome. I think is really cool. It, but I love this wine because sometimes um, I struggle a little with wine. I love it. I love the way it tastes, but it can give me an instant headache. So this is the one red wine that I know I am safe with and is delicious and it's getting cold outside. And so I love to come home, have a glass of red wine, and 
um, the science behind red wine yeah. <laughs> is that it brings uh, the blood vessels closer to your skin, so it makes you warm. It warms you up a little warms bit. You up. It's yeah. perfect for getting into the fall, winter. Right. And how often do you put Dave Matthews Band on when you're drinking Dreaming Tree Well, wine? I will tell you that if you ask Alexa to play some music in our house, that's probably the first thing that so comes So there might be a little bias for as <laughs> maybe, far as like why I like maybe. it. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, thank you. Um, I brought with me uh, Carhartt. Um, some bibs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, there's actually a good story behind that. Yeah. So um, it is the same Carhartt. You're kidding. It's a family member, huh. if I remember right. I, you know, if Carhartt were to, you know, sponsor this fun show. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll even wear their bibs. We will. Yeah, we can. Or like the brown hats, you know. Yeah. Um, but I believe it was a family member, like a brother of the, or a cousin or something like that. Same last name, same family um, lineage. Uh, and their part of the family broke off into the wine business. Um, and if you go to uh, Los Olivos, which is about two, not, two hours north of Los Angeles, uh, they have like a wine country of their own that's up there. It's not nearly as big as like Napa or um, outside of Portland or like any of that area, but it's probably comparable to like uh, a Door County town. Did you and your beautiful wife go there? We did. Yeah. Yeah, but th this was not the anniversary trip that you might be thinking of. All right. Um, this was a trip. But that I think I've heard about it. Yeah, and and they have a Carhartt has a tasting room that's there. So we went, and everything they put in front of us was like amazingly delicious. Mm. And it was the only one there that was um, rustic. Like all the other ones were kind of like. I don't want to say hoity-toity, but like, you know, fancy. Yeah. Um, and we go into this one and it was like, you felt like you were in someone's backyard and they I had the vibe of just like really casual and just like, you know, no judgment. We're just going to put these amazing wines in front of you. You're going to like it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is uh, the, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to say this right. Keo Grande. Sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a red blend. Shocker. Cause I have a lot of those on here. Um, 47% Sanguavice, Sanguavice, however you say that. Brad, why are you looking at me I don't like know. I'm the I don't know. expert? You, you, you probably would know how to say it better than I would. 26% uh, Cab, 22% Merlot, and 5% Petite Verdot. So it's just a blend of good hmm, stuff. I'd love to try it. It might be a little heavy on the Merlot side for me. I'm not a huge Merlot fan. It's really soft. It's hmm. a really, really soft well, red wine, which I like. let's try that someday. Yeah, you bet. Or, you know, when we stop recording, we'll just finish it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no. um, but anyways, so that's what I brought. And um, it is tied to the Carhartt brand. And we became, my wife and I, who's helping to produce the show, um, we became members of their wine club. So we get uh, a box every quarter. Well, then you absolutely <laughs> yeah. should be sharing that with me. Yeah. But you don't know Perfect. what you're going to get because they send you basically whatever is like season or whatever. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. So that's Good. what we have. Well, cheers to you, my friend. Yes, cheers. And I'm proud for, of you. This was really cool. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, so the chief nursing officer position, mm -hmm. is that a relatively new thing um, within Ascension or within the industry in general? Well, so I wouldn't say it's a new thing. There's typically always a chief nursing officer. What I will tell you within Ascension, which I am thrilled about, is that the chief nursing officer role has been elevated. And Ascension has done that very intentionally because if you really think about your workforce and you think about moving healthcare forward and um, the people that are probably delivering the care closest to the patient, that's the nurses. 
Um, so they have elevated the role of the CNO. So I um, am right up there at the strategy table working with our chief operating officer. I have a, a partner, a chief clinical officer. Um, the whole team, we get to sit at the table and plan for what the state's going to look like and how yeah. we are going to care for our patients. Well, and I'm sure anybody that has been through the healthcare system in some way, shape, or form would probably back anybody up in saying that the most um, interaction or face-to-face is usually done with the nurses yeah. through the whole process, basically. Right. Not the whole, I don't, I don't want to take away from doctors oh my gosh. physicians. No, everybody's like got like an incredibly important role, but you're right. Yeah. I, you know, I read a statistic at one point that during your healthcare journey, when you really kind of map that out, over 60% of the time you're actually spending it with an RN. So. I, yeah, I mean it makes sense. I believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then if you're in if you're in a, a stay for an extended period of time, whether it be like an ICU or recovering after surgery or something like that, a lot of the help that you're getting from majority of that time is also from nurses as well. So Correct. it's not like the doctors like sitting beside you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we all know that that's not how it really works. That's right. But the nurses are the ones that are making sure that you're comfortable and that you're taken care of and right. that like your vitals are all good. And all yeah, that it's stuff. really interesting because nurses are really probably one of the very few healthcare professions that are really trained in a very holistic fashion. So it's really to care for the entire patient, mind, body, and spirit. So, and that, that fits because they are spending the most amount of time. So making sure they're comfortable helping them with their psychosocial issues, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, they're a really important part to making people healthy. Well, I admire the position that you're in and I admire the, the, uh, the, uh, attitude and, and the, the framework that you bring to to the position and, and the impact that you leave with other people oh, and same. just speaking from some personal experience but with that being said like in the role since july what do you hope to bring to nursing yeah like i mean that's a very broad way to put <laughs> it but really i mean when you think about it you know thousands of people right that um you're going to be able to have an impact on like what do you hope to bring up from an impact standpoint yeah so i think there's a couple things the first thing is i want to help nurses realize how important they are and how how vital the role is that they play in the healthcare delivery system so i want to elevate the performance of our nurses i want to make sure nurses are working to the top of their licensure I want to remove barriers that are, you know, restricting nurses from being able to do that. So um, I, I need to empower them, but that's also a big responsibility for those of us nurses because then we have to start acting like that and we need to make sure that we are behaving like professionals and, you know, really engaging in the, the high level conversations in the care of the patient and working as a team with our physician and, you know, rehab partners, et cetera, whoever it is. So. That's, that's big for me. I, I really want to make sure that nurses have a voice and that they understand how crucial the care is that they deliver. So that's big. The second thing for me, you know, it's tough. It's tough right now. And hopefully we'll have a chance to talk a little bit about, mm -hmm. you know, we're transforming. Our entire way that we deliver care is transforming. And um, it's been tough on nurses. We've had, you know, nurses aren't trained in business and nurses aren't trained on how to be productive, et cetera. And there's a lot of pressure on nurses to do things smarter, faster, easier. It's, it's, it's hard when yeah. you're dealing with human beings. There's, there's always that component. So I want to really help nurses find the joy back in their practice. And, you know, why did you go into this in the first place? Why did you choose um, to commit this, you, you know, your life to this profession and 
kind of start digging back in and figuring out why why do we do what we do and what is important about the work we do through all of the change if hopefully we can pull that back out of people yeah we can go into the change in just a little bit sure. but let's say you were talking to somebody who's been on staff for i don't know 20 years um and they've been at a single location for say 20 years and and you want to bring a certain vibe or a certain mindset or something I mean, without getting to know them further, maybe that's what you'd say, I don't know, <laughs> but um, what would you tell them? About? About the future of their profession and uh, and the job that they are in right now. Yeah, so the first thing I would tell them, and I can tell you this because I say it all the time, the way you do your work today is probably going to look very different tomorrow. And I want you to have a voice to be part of what that looks like. So let's start working together to make sure that you have that voice so that you can you know speak on behalf of the patient and speak on behalf of yourself and the work that you do so it's i think you know highlighting the fact that it's changing our environment's changing i need to help people understand that our environment is changing tell them what's changing about it and then make sure that they're part of that change and making sure that the the work that we're asking them to do still aligns with the core mission of why they chose to go into the into this profession. The other thing, I mean, aside from nursing and aside from healthcare changing as a whole, I mean, I think that's just the good indication of a leader in general of making somebody feel like their voice is heard and that you care about them as a person and that yes, you're going to have ups and downs through any industry. Right. I mean, healthcare is going through some ups and downs, you know, and arguably more than a lot of other industries. But I mean, the idea of that through change is that every person is still valued as a, as a, as a, person who's contributing to something and that loves what and that it matters to you that they love what they're doing oh my gosh well think about that this is what I always stop and I have to remind myself of this that I don't know a single person that comes to work you know they get up in the morning come into work and say they're not coming to give their all and do the best that they can do right I and if you are, then it's probably time to sit back and reflect on why are you going to work because <laughs> it's just not going to be a great day for you. But I believe that the people that are employed in my organization are there for all the right reasons, that they want to be part of the solutions, that they, you know, they really are there and rooted in their core beliefs that providing care for these patients is, is what they want to do. And that is, that's what drives me. That's what just keeps me going. And everybody's got a voice and everybody deserves to have their voice heard. And what I found through all of my years of leadership in healthcare, it takes a couple minutes to just stop and let someone be heard. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge that you've understood what they've said and then take it, take it and do something with it. Mm -hmm. And if, if you can't do something with it, also acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, if I was a nurse at an organization, which I'm not, <laughs> but if That'd I was, be pretty funny. I know. <laughs> I you see me it. being a nurse? I can't, I can't. <laughs> like, here, just hold still. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, if I was a nurse at an organization or any, any person at any organization that's been there for a while, or if I'm brand new, um, I would be pretty excited about hearing that type of message for somebody who is brand new into that role, because then it makes me feel like, you know, somebody is actually looking out for how we feel on the front lines. And yeah. there's not a disconnect between, you know, what I might be thinking or, or, or saying or experiencing on a day to day basis and how decisions are being made. So it says a lot about Ascension, too, that they care about having that voice there at the table. Yeah, I, I do think and I think we're getting better at it. And, you know, the thing I always say to people, 
I don't have all the answers. I certainly still have to stop and ask questions all the time. So please don't ever perceive my question as being demeaning because it's not. It really is me trying to understand what we're doing, why we're doing it. So that's my message. I tell it to all my nursing leaders across the state. I tell it to nurses. If I say something or you hear somebody say something, be bold. Be bold and be brave and raise your hand and say, I'm not sure what you're talking about or what, you know, in healthcare we use acronyms for everything yeah so if i'm talking about something and i start throwing them out there stop me and ask what that is because i will have so much more respect for somebody that says help me understand bring me along with you so i can i can follow the vision but if you don't i I also can see right through that so Mm -hmm. just be brave yeah that's really cool so you mentioned before that the uh, industry as a whole is going through some some pretty significant changes that might have an impact on nurses Mm -hmm. or is having an impact on nurses sure how would you describe like the main feel of that change or what what the biggest change is right now yeah so i will tell you i think in healthcare and i've been in healthcare for a long time and i'm not going to tell you how long because then that would give away how old i am but, <laughs> but what i would tell you is um healthcare for some reason has felt like maybe they were immune to some of the business changes that have been going um through some other industry and all of a sudden it's caught up to us with some new governmental regulation and um, consumerism and our patients telling us what they want versus us telling them what they want. Um, so you, know, you, so when you say consumerism and somebody telling you what they want versus the other way around, do you see that as kind of like almost being, they expect something that's more on demand as absolutely. opposed to like Think how about it used it. to be? I mean, you, you and Vanessa are young parents right yep do you you run your own business do you have time to take your kid to the doctor during the day well thankfully i have a very understanding (laughs) wife who who takes him (laughs) to the doctor during the day um and we we're very fortunate to be in the in the industry that we can have some flexibility where it's not strict nine to five but i could i could totally understand how um if you have uh like a if you have two parents that both have pretty structured nine to five jobs right and um, you have a young one, right. I could see that would be a huge stressor at home. Yeah, for or sure. you know, perhaps you're a single mom whose kid wakes up at two o'clock in the morning with a horrible ear infection. What do you do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? So we need to meet those needs. And yeah. I'm excited about the way our industry is going and the change, you know, telehealth is becoming more prevalent. We've got this cool thing at Ascension now, it's this on demand where you can literally go on your cell phone have a conversation with a physician and if it warrants calling in a prescription you can get the medicine right there without ever leaving your home so that's amazing it is really cool especially because you you think like cvs and walgreens are on every corner so if you have a pharmacy that's close by and right. you you don't need to i don't know how far away some people are from their physicians or their doctors or everything but right. if you get this more on demand for right. lack of better words uh care right and then your pharmacy is right there and you're a go, 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 full-time working single parent or both parents are working, that could be huge. Absolutely. Even think about, you know, my son, like I told you, who's in Iowa. What if he, what if he gets a sinus infection? What in the world? What do you do with that? You know, I'd have to pay premiums out, that are, yeah, <laughs> suck it up, kid. No, but he can do that. You yeah. know, he can do that now. So I think yeah. bringing those options forward and working for, a, for an organization that is so forward thinking in that way, but it's different, right? Yeah. It's very different. We now um, are making a shift to keeping people well versus treating the sick. So 
you know, our goal, I always laugh because I'm like, we don't want people in our hospitals. We really don't. Like, let's keep them healthy so that they don't have to come into the hospital because that cost of care is incredibly expensive. It's expensive for the providers. It's expensive for the patients and their families. And frankly, it's just inconvenient. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to do that. So, you know, we've put a huge emphasis at Ascension to keep keep people well on the front end. So does that mean delivering care in your home? Mm -hmm. Does that mean... You know, really putting a more emphasis, a, a, a stronger emphasis on getting, you know, getting things addressed before they become an issue. So yeah, it's so, good. So when you're talking about the business changes before, that would be really similar to, you know, instead of all of the programming for like movies and stuff like that, instead of only going through movie theaters and on your television, Netflix comes along and really disrupts everything. Right? And now it's basically on-demand movies and on-demand viewing of everything through the internet. 100%. Started as on-demand DVDs and then went into on-demand internet. Same thing with like the collapse of retail right. of everything being on-demand with online shopping and basically as you need it, as you go yeah. subscription-based almost. And um, if you think about that and how that impacts the healthcare world and then how that impacts nurses it could be a huge disruption for what they're used to interacting with patients, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But the one thing that is so vitally important is as we are delivering care differently and figuring out how we're gonna do that and navigate through this world of change in healthcare is the, the greatest gift that nurses bring is just that human touch and human compassion. So we've gotta, keep, we've gotta make sure that that's still front and center and that we, we practice that and figure out how to still engage with patients in a way that makes them, you know, understand that they are valued and cared for deeply um, in an organization that really that's that's at the core of who we are and what we do. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that um, if you have any type of impact on the rest of Ascension, as you did at St. E's when when you were there, um, my wife and I have been uh, fortunate enough to to feel that as far as like the the impact on the nurses there and then the impact of even our stay there of feeling like you've got people there that genuinely care about you and um it's it's not a knock on any other health organization because i don't know enough about other health organizations but i do know the impact that it left on us um and you know what it feels like to have that human connection and to have that that you know caring feeling as curveballs are thrown your way because right health is so predictable right yeah exactly <laughs> we're just dealing with human beings <laughs> yeah right which is pretty much like a code right no it's not yeah, right. um but if you have that type of impact on you know other people within the organization and um all these hospitals and all these clinics and all the nurses there i, I think uh people should be pretty excited as far as what it's the change it's going to bring that's really sweet of you to say brad but i need to tell you so I don't think I did anything any different than any caring individual would do, but um, I take a huge sense of ownership in caring for our care providers. So making sure that the nurses understand that they are appreciated and valued and the work that they do, I mean, the, the situation with your family and being present and seeing what I saw with your family and watching the gifts that my nurses offered you all mm-hmm. i mean it takes my breath away and the second i don't feel that anymore i will know that I, I need to do something different but every day i'm in awe of what these people do i'll never forget there was a nurse at saint elizabeth and i will tell you hands down i have worked in this field for a really long time the icu nurses at that facility are unlike 
any other group of nurses well, that's I've where we ever were. seen work. <laughs> yeah, I see you. Yeah. But I'll never forget one day I was watching one of the nurses, a, a very senior nurse there, and I went back to my office and I sent her an email and I said, I watched you from outside the room. You didn't know I was there because I didn't want to interrupt you, but it was almost like she was conducting an orchestra. She had so much going on and she had it completely under control. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to stand back. And she was keeping this person alive. It was just amazing Literally. to watch. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. So I am in awe of these people. So thank you. It's sweet. My job is easy because I get to go up and say, you know, we're here for you. Let us do whatever we can do. But it's really those people on the front line that are they're doing the tough work and they are yeah. doing amazing work. And like I said, I'm just in awe of what they do. Yeah. Very cool. Well, congrats on the, on the job and congrats on, on the, uh, the opportunity that lies in front of you to be able to work with all those people that are admirable and even what they do every day. Yeah. Right? So thanks. It is. It's yeah. great. And it's been so fun to broaden my scope and just watch this amazing work that's happening all over our state. And we've got work to do everywhere. You know, we always are, are going to be continuing to tr strive to get better. But I just I shared a story with um, with all of our leaders across the state of Wisconsin, 700 and some leaders about this amazing nurse in Racine, Wisconsin. She works in the cancer center. I think you saw you saw it on my LinkedIn page. But this nurse like it's, she's amazing. And, you know, she's delivering care to these people at a horrible time in their life, like a horror and praying to God that they're going to survive this yeah. horrible disease. And she sings to them like she has become known as the singing nurse in the cancer center and she'll take her time, you know, administering chemotherapy and sings to her patients. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's the coolest thing. And there's people, there's, you know, pockets of those amazing gifts all over the state. Yeah. And you, you talk to people about like, what's it mean to give something you can give either time, talents or treasures. And she's giving her time and her talents right. to, to people when they're at some of their lowest points in their life, I'm right. sure. Well, and not only that, I just, I always equate it back to, and when people talk to me about, you know, what is it, Heather? What, it, I'm like, it's just being kind. It's just, it's doing what you do with kindness and making sure that, you know, kind, being kind is one thing, but then giving an act of kindness, you have to, you have to actually follow up being kind with an act, right? There has to yeah. be something behind that. You're not just inherently kind. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know that you are. No, yeah. I think you can effort. be a nice person, but you've it, got, you've got to, you've got to follow through on that. And that's what I watch. Even if it's just, you know, watching a nurse very patiently help someone get comfortable in their bed by, you know, offering them extra pillows in a spot like that's, those are just those acts of kindness that just take that little bit of extra time, but mm -hmm. make a world of difference. Also makes you feel pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you for, uh, for sharing, um, the transition of the healthcare industry and, um, what you hope to bring to the role and what you hope to hope to bring to, to nurses all across the, uh, the organization. Um, and, and thanks for, thanks for being on the show, but we have one more section to do where we, we each wrote down four questions for each other. This oh, is called the 50, I'm 50 so questions. Um, but it, it, it could be about anything. It could be about life. It could be about the job. It could be about the wine. It could be about whatever. Um, but we're here to, I don't know, make this a little bit more free flowing and, and see what we have to learn about each other yet. So we want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. All right. They're all good. I'm nervous too. Don't be nervous. They're fun. Who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? Oh man. 
So is this like a trick question where if I pick somebody who's like super attractive, <laughs> then it's like, come on, Brad. <laughs> no. Like Ryan Reynolds, obviously. Of I mean, he, he looks exactly like me. <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much the same person. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, let's see. If I were to pick it based off of like mannerisms and being able to pull certain things off, I would probably say... Um. Ah, now I'm blanking on his name. I wish I should look Give it up in my. Um. He he had a string of movies where he was in a ton of them. Um. He was in Inception. Um. He was in. Um. Ah, shoot. He 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 was a kid in Angels in the Outfield. Um. I need to look You're it not up. You're helping me. I'm gonna look it up. But he he can play a nerd really well. Oh, <laughs> you are the best nerd. <laughs> Thanks. I love nerds. I'm a nerd. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, nerds are great. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I used to look exactly like Haley Joe Osment when I was a kid. When I was a middle school slash like freshman sophomore. That was right when Sixth Sense came out. Do you know who I used to look like? Who? Laura Ingalls Wilder. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Exactly. Really? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I would say Haley Joe Osmond, but I had surgery on my face <laughs> and I don't really look like him anymore, but I used to, I used to look exactly like him. And, um, I used to have a whole, there was a whole segment of people that would say they would call me Haley instead of Brad, just because I looked like him. And I would just go around school and say, I see dead people. I'm still stuck on the surgery on your face. We'll talk about that some other yeah, time. Yeah. We can talk about that later. Okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't know who that is. Um, that guy. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's really good at. He would be good at copying my mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he's good. Probably that. Cool. Good choice. All right. My you turn. have to pick one. <gasps> I'm nervous. What is something you wish every nurse could know, no matter the organization? Like even outside of Ascension, just the industry in general. That if there has ever been a time for you to step up and be innovative and thought leaders, now is it. Now's the time. Make a difference. Make a change. Be part of the solution. No matter what, no matter what op, uh, hospital you're at, no, no matter. No, I don't care. Now's the time. Really, like, let's think about what we're all doing is keeping mm-hmm. our communities healthy and taking care of the people we care about. So. Yeah, I want every. I want. I want my profession to be part of, of this change and this whole revelation of transforming healthcare. And rising tide lifts all boats, right? That's, that's exactly right. Yep. It's a good answer. Thanks. All right. My second. That. My second one. That was good. Thanks. You're gonna have to say that in front of other people now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna refer to it, and you're gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> uh, aside from necessities, what one thing? Could you not go with a day without? Aside from necessity. So what would be a necessity? Well, like food. Oh, okay. I'd put coffee in that. So that is a necessity? I think I think it is. Because that's a cheap answer. Yeah, don't say okay. that. That's easy. What's well, one thing that I could go, that I could not go a day without? This is going to, this isn't like a, does it have to be a thing? Mm-mm. Okay. You I would, can, I would show. say. You can yeah, okay. It's true. <laughs> What are you going to do? I would say one thing that I could, I wouldn't be able to go a day without is knowing that I'm a part of something for uh, the right reasons. So like if I'm involved 
with something that I don't think is being done um, for the right reasons or it's not the intentions aren't there that are pure and real, I exit very fast. Oh, that's why we're friends. Yeah, and I don't need to make it a big deal. Like, I don't need to parade around about, like, I don't approve of what they're doing or this or that or whatever. But um, I, if I'm a part of something that doesn't feel right, um, like coming from the heart or having a, an impact on something or doing things for the right reasons of filling a need for something, um, I can't sleep at night and I just can't, I can't do it. So I need to have that no matter that's what. Awesome. It, it can be something for a family thing or it can be something at work. It doesn't matter. That's what makes you a good human. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that answer. Your second question. If you had one piece of advice for a young parent, what would it be? I don't know who this advice would be for. I know. <laughs> you have the most beautiful little baby. Um, oh, boy, one piece. I of asked advice. him if he was a baby the other day. He said no. Oh, yes, yes. But he also didn't know what he was. <laughs> I was like, if you're not a baby, what are you? And he was like, Asher. Asher. <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, Esther. Oh, he's so stinking anyways, cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, well, this is going to sound so cliche and you've probably heard it a million times, but it's so real. And I can tell you it's so real now because of the stage I'm at, but even the hard stuff, savor every second of it because it goes so fast. Like you turn around and you're packing up your kid to move out of your house. I can't believe that that's the stage we're at. So you know, when I look at young parents with their, with their toddlers and seeing, and some of it's hard and some of it's painful and inconvenient and, but savor it. Cause you'll look back at that time before you know what it's over. I could deal without the, uh, getting up crying in the middle of the night though. I know, but you know, <laughs> it passes. That's true. It does. It does. All it phases. passes and it's, yeah. yeah, it's all phases. And I'll tell you, before you know it, you're getting up in the middle of the night for a whole lot of other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> Can't wait. Your tiredness, you're always going to be tired, but it just changes. Oh, the reason why changes. <laughs> Part of life. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it was an honor having you here. And um, you're a really good friend. And I'm, I'm proud to say that. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you in the role that you're in. Um, and I, I'm really eager to see how that progresses within the organization and and thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm proud of you. This is awesome. And if you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook. We also send out emails with every episode. So if you don't want to get it on Facebook or anywhere else, you can get it in your inbox. But um, subscribe, follow along, and uh, thanks for tuning into The Sponge Show. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. <laughs>